All right. How you doing, fellas, ladies, everybody? Welcome to our closing show for our NFL content. This is the Football Frame of Mind podcast. So today we are going to, like I said, break down the last of our NFL content for the preseason. Uh, it's going to be a really good uh, show today. We have some uh, award predictions. We have Super Bowl prediction. And, of course, our top five segment, right? But before I get started, how you doing, bro? Oh, we good, man. I'm ready to start discussing where we think everything's going to – all the dominoes are going to fall. Hey, definitely. It's a – Man, <laughs> gosh. It's been a long ride. Yeah, man. We broke down all these conferences, all these divisions, man. Obviously, you know, uh, watch our college football content as well. That's really mm-hmm. deep as well. So uh, like that, subscribe to that, follow it, because it's going to be some more, especially when we get into uh, uh, the middle point of the season because uh mm-hmm. like I said that's when things really get real conference play and everything but I digress let's get into some uh award predictions man so um the first award prediction I wanted to go to is obviously the most important one uh usually means that you ball in all year and uh that's MVP man um it's not like baseball where you got two leagues to talk about. It's a league MVP, so one person gets it. So uh, I just want to get your uh, get your take on MVP, man. Who do you think? And we go from there. Man, I think uh, I think they have a lot of guys you could throw in this conversation. Uh, I'm not gonna throw shade. I'm not. I mean, there's a lot. Probably at least a good five guys that have a legit argument to say, "Hey, I, I should win the MVP." Uh, and I'm not going to show favor, but I got to go Joe Burrow, dude. I think Cincinnati's made some really good offseason moves. They've retained damn near every weapon they've had. They've gotten better. I don't see too many spots where they really got worse. Uh, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, man. I think a lot of people are really high on Josh Allen. Uh, obviously, Kansas City's coming off a Super Bowl. Cincinnati does have Kansas City's number, but I think he's got a lot to prove this year. You know, I think he – uh Obviously, he's not looking for as much of the big bucks as these other guys, but I think he wants to prove that, you know, two years ago wasn't a fluke. I think he wants to run the table and really show people what they're made of. Hey, I I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you, man. I just hope he doesn't because that means the Ravens are going to be beat <laughs> pretty bad. If he's an MVP, we in trouble. So Big, big facts. Yeah, so I don't, I don't want him to win. <laughs> but if I was, but I, I like him though. I think he does have the the tools to win uh, MVP. But I think, um, I think they this might not be the, like a dub pick. But I think, man, like I said, Patrick Mahomes is my guy, man, to get MVP this year. Like I said, I know it's like a duh. But I mean, he I, doesn't have a whole lot of he doesn't have a whole lot of regular season MVPs. I mean, he he plays really well, but yeah, I mean, I can't yeah. argue with that. But I mean, he's it's just not a dub so good. He's just so yeah. good, man. And it's like every time he goes on the field, he just do some stuff that make you say like, "Dang!" <laughs> like really, 
you doing that now? Like from the no look pass, like that's a basketball the side arm to all kinds side of arm running over people. He's actually what a messed up ankle and freaking running through around people. Man, I'm telling you. So I I really think um he is my my front runner, mm-hmm. but I do believe that. Joe Burrow will be in that top five. So if I had to pick, if I had to pick, we'd do a a, a sort of early top five for me. So if I had to pick my five candidates to be in an MVP conversation, I'll give my top three guys and then two or three dark horses. So we'll go there. Okay. So I got Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's my number one. I don't like him, but Joe Burrow's number two. Uh, Jalen Hurts is definitely number three on the list. And then some dark horses for me. I won't go five, but I'll go dark horses now. Uh, don't be surprised. But Jared Goff is a dark horse MVP candidate yeah. for me. Because yeah, I mean, Detroit, not a bad one. Yeah, if Detroit plays real good, he's going to get some, some, uh, some votes for MVP. Uh, I want to see some first. So I'm going with Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill to be in that MVP conversation. Yeah, dude, I want to pick a skill position so bad, but you know, it just who was the last skill position player to win MVP? Was that Adrian Peterson when he came off that two? Like, it's it's possible, but like, man, you really have to play outside your mind or just take the league completely off guard for sure. But but here here's my reason why I'm putting both of them kind of slashing, right? Because I know Justin Jefferson is darn near unguardable, right? Yeah. Um, so I know for a fact with an extra game, he's gonna get close to um he'll get over fifteen hundred. But if you sprinkle in some two hundred yard games in there or a buck fifty games. I think for a fact he can get to two, he can get closer to 2000, right? And I think that mm-hmm. puts you closer to um, MVP than anything. And uh, Tyreek Hill on the other side, his speed is unmatched by anything we've ever seen in, in the NFL. So I just think, you know, if he, he has a goal, he said he wants to get 2000 this year as a receiver, which has never been done. So I think for a fact, if he does that, he's definitely in the MVP talk. Yeah. But this is going to come down as quarterback too, though. And we exactly. we've already talked about that. And that, and that's my, that's my argument for why he wouldn't mm-hmm. get it is because if he does that, two is probably balling out as well. If two is, if two is throwing 2000 yards to him, two is probably in the discussion to win MVP. Cause you got to think they still got weapons. I mean, it's possible, but I just I hope he stays healthy, man. I really do. Right, and and I actually, and if I had to say somebody that that out of those two that wouldn't get it, I would say it actually would be Tyreek Hill because of how much weapons they have on offense. Because mm-hmm. I think his chase for two thousand might be you know slowed down because you have Jalen Waddle he's not the only target if Jalen Waddle wasn't there I'd say okay you probably have a really good chance but dude Waddle's really good in his own respect like that offense could still flow through him and they could still win games so yeah I mean I'm not saying it's implausible but more than likely not gonna happen unfortunately 
Yeah, exactly. So, but if I think I say Justin Jefferson. Now, my last yeah. dark horse is completely nobody's talking about this guy at all. Uh, and you know, before we got on here, I shared a post with you um, about the running backs and you know the league speaking out on their mm-hmm. value. So this this dark horse is a person that could definitely change the narrative for the running back position. And it's Austin Eckler. That's yeah. my dark horse for MVP. So what he can do in the pass game. Exactly. And I, I expect him, if he stays healthy, to have a Roger Craig season uh, where you have more than 80 receptions as a running back and you're going to have 1,000 yards rushing because he's that guy and uh, probably a total of 20 touchdowns. And I think depending on his yard total with receiving and rushing, I think he could actually kind of sneak into that conversation, man. Um, but like I said, he's definitely – those like my dark horses and everything. But but like I said, man, um, I said you got Joe Burrow, I got Mahomes. But don't be surprised if these guys just completely just shock us, right? So tell me. So uh, – like I said, the next award we got to break into is Defensive Player of the Year. We got to get into that. So let me let me hear some of your defensive players, man, that you think. I didn't put a whole lot of thought into like more other guys, but I have a guy who I think might just run away with it, and that's Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. I think Dallas is going to be in a place where – I'm not going to say we don't know where their offense is going to be at, but I think Dallas's defense is still going to be really freaking good. They've still got Van Der Esch. They've still got Trayvon Diggs. They've still got Micah Parsons. Yep. I think Dallas is going to have a really good defense. And, dude, he has been a freaking phenom his first, what, two years. I think he's going to take another big leap. And I think he's going to disrupt a lot of teams this year, especially in that division. I think he'll give Philly hell, even though we think Philly's obviously going to win that division. I don't think he's going to make it easy for Jalen Hurts at all. He's going to be bringing a lot of pressure. I think he's got a lot to prove this year to say he's the best defensive player. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. Uh, I like him. I like him. But he's not on my list in terms of defensive player of the year. But like I said, if he balls out, then, you know, he's going to get on there anyway. But I just think they have so many weapons that, like, you're going to be able to kind of you, – you're not going to be able to block him all. It's going to be some matchups that he just wins simply because he's just faster than a lot of the other guys on, on offense, right? So um, he's going to beat some linemen. He's going to beat some – he's going to beat up some running backs. He's going to beat up everybody <laughs> because he's that good. But uh, I just think their whole problem is going to be quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I think the defense is going to have to work harder, meaning that he's going to probably get a lot more looks than normal. I, I, I get that. I just would look at it like this. I think their their whole season depends on what Dak does. Because mm-hmm. if Dak doesn't play well, I think the defense might just say, all right, whatever. I just think so. I think – legit the defense could just say look we tired of this like we tired of him mm-hmm. and don't be surprised if if he struggles this season and a mutiny starts within the team and you start to see the team fracture a little bit 
Like because, yeah, because I feel like um I feel like that's the defense has been playing out of their mind the last few years and Dak Prescott hasn't really helped them at all. So uh like I said, don't be surprised at that. But my defensive player, I got two defensive player uh of the year candidates, uh Brian Burns from Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I got uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from the Giants. I think okay. uh, Burns in Carolina is poised to just break out. Like I said, I- I'm not going to say he's going to have a Julius Peppers type of um, season. But I, the think, base. but I do think he's going to have fun. It's a new coach. Like I said, I think that's a team that can sneak up on some people. New coach, new quarterback. You know, like I said, he's obviously the leader on defense. So that's just what that is. But but for Kayvon Thibodeau, there's another level to his game that he can get to. Oh, that dude's stupid athletic. His reach, his quickness off the line, dude, he's really – like, I feel like a lot of people forget about how good he was. Like, I don't know what happened, but, like, I just didn't hear anybody talking about him. Like, the Giants took him, and I feel like I didn't hear his name at all. Like, dude, he he's really athletic. Man, so I think there's a level to his game he can get to, like another mm-hmm. level. And it's, it's, it's defensive player of the year uh, level. So, like I said, I wouldn't put – I'm not going to pick a defensive player to be MVP. But if you get 20 sacks in a season, you start to get some MVP. If, well, if, you, if you're like Aaron Donald-esque from like two yeah. or three years ago, then yeah. Yeah, and I, I think uh, Thibodeau can definitely go and do 20 sacks because he's that athletic. I don't know if you can guard him. But if I'm looking at Burns, I think 20 sacks would be the ceiling for him. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think he's more guardable than than him because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to put it in, in a better better way. But I think he's more guardable because they don't have the weapons around him on, on defense. So he'd be like a one-man wrecking crew. And you can kind of block that person unless, you know, you really get off, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Thibodeau has so many weapons. You got a Xavier um, – God, man, I know his name, man. Uh, Xavier McKinney back there at safety. So you are going to throw him in there. You got uh, Leonard Williams down there in the middle. But that's going to free up a whole bunch of space for him. Mm-hmm. You got to guard. You got to guard him. So you can't double team everybody. So somebody getting loose. And with Wink uh, Martindale up there as the defensive coordinator, he's aggressive and he's going to send everybody. I think he'll send everybody on the field if he could <laughs> because that's how aggressive he is. But, yeah, you those are some of my defensive guys. Who you guys your offensive player? Offensive rookie? Oh, it's not offensive rookie, but offensive player of the year? Uh, Mine will probably surprise you. Uh, so, if Mahomes gets MVP – Offensive player will have to be somebody out of this world. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go either Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson for offensive player of the year, just simply because they do both. And um, 
they do both running and passing. So I feel like that player would do that more so than anything else. And I think, mm-hmm. and I think Mahomes, like I said, gets MVP, but it's because he has like 50 touchdowns or something like that. I think mm-hmm. that just speaks MVP to me. I don't know why, but it just does. An offensive player has to be somebody that's clearly the best player offensively this year, not just mm-hmm. not just 50 touchdowns, but offensively we're talking running, passing, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson definitely get a, um offensive player of the year in their respective mm-hmm. um, conferences just because they're going to run the ball too, man. Like I said, I expect Lamar to play – Pretty good this season. I, I mean, you have no other reason to. Now you paid, so what's the big mm-hmm. deal? <laughs> you might as well. Jalen Hurts, you might as well do the same thing. You got paid mm-hmm. too, so right. So nothing else to lose now. Your your money is secure. So now it's all about legacy and winning now. So uh, mm-hmm. let's see what we can do. But those are my offensive players. Yeah. Okay. So. uh I've got a one and a two. My two, I'd probably say Lamar Jackson. I think he's got a lot to prove, especially now that he's at least got one weapon. Obviously, if you're watching now, it's obviously later, but obviously DeAndre Hopkins did not sign with Baltimore, and he chose to take his talents and possibly kill his career and go to Tennessee just to block for Derrick Henry. But uh, (laughs) we're not going to talk about that. I think think Lamar Jackson's got a lot to prove. I think he's going to really just – Think he's going to be MVP esque this year. I don't think he'll win MVP, but I think he's going to play like he did his MVP year. And I think he's going to show off that arm a little bit too and re- let people remember, hey, I can still throw the ball too. But uh, no, as uh, my offensive player of the year, I got Nick Chubb. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, I think we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. We don't know if he's going to click. But one thing we know about that offense is that Nick Chubb is going to still probably be the best tailback in the league. And I just think he's going to really excel this year. Uh, obviously the AFC North is really good, but dude, he is just a touchdown machine. And I think he's going to rack up the yards more this year as well. I think he's definitely going to be on a tear for sure. Okay. Uh, another a question, a question about Nick Chubb since we on him right now. So he's the best running back in the league. I'm not going to argue with you. I, I love him like pound for pound. I think he's one of the best running backs. Maybe not receiving the ball, but. Has been pure runner. I think he's just as good as anybody else for sure. No, Dominant walk. I get that. I get that. I'm all for that. Like I, I, I like I say, he's not. I'm not talking about all purpose and everything, but strictly running the ball. I, I think he's pound for pound probably the best running back. But do you think he can get two thousand? If 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 the season goes to the point where Deshaun's not you know, the vocal point of the team. Do you think he can get 2,000? It's been a while since we've seen a 2,000-yard running back. I think it's possible. It it all depends on how the pass game goes. Obviously, they did sign a couple guys in free agency to compliment Amari Cooper. But, dude, I still think Cleveland's a running team. Like, even though they have Deshaun Watson, they have weapons to throw to, I, I still think Stefanski and them, I think they're still going to be really happy running the ball with Chubb. I, if, if I could see anybody run for 2,000, it would probably be him. Because, man, he he just – there's not many times that you think that he does not look good. Even when the looks aren't there, he he gets his stats, man. He he finds his way in the end zone. He can rack up yards. I could definitely see that happening. I don't necessarily think he's going to run for 2,000. If he were to get offensive play of the year, I think he'll have to at least run for at least maybe anywhere between twelve and 1,500 yards, and he's going to have to rack up 
probably at least 10 to 15 touchdowns for sure. He's going to lead the league in touchdowns, I feel like. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, I, I think that I'll actually raise the total. I think he has to get 1,700 or more. You think 17 and what, like 15 touchdowns or more? Yeah. Yeah. 17 and 15. Because I feel like okay. if you're, because I feel like if you do 12 to 1,500, like you're in the group. It's a, that's a big group of running backs at the end of the year. But it's mm-hmm. rarely, you rarely see a guy up there in the 17, 18. And two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think if he's going to get it, he's going to have to get like 17 and 15, something like that. 1,700, 1,500. Okay. But it's possible. I thought I, I, I would surprise you with that, though. Yeah, no, nah, you did. You did. Because I was actually thinking about him anyway. But the, the fact that you picked him for offensive player of the year, that was cool. I, I like that a lot. But I forgot to do an uh, AFC defensive player of the year because it's two awards in the same. Yeah. But, um, but if I had to throw an AFC guy in there, I'd say Minko Fitzpatrick, dog. I, I think. I think for Pittsburgh, man, like he he's a, a chess piece that they haven't had since Troy Palomalo. Now he's not as aggressive, but mm-hmm. cerebrally he's up there with with Troy Palomalo. So he's not going to mm-hmm. knock you out. But I expect him to get some sacks. I expect him to get some interceptions, and he already you know he's a good tackler to me. Mm-hmm. So I think. All three of those phases of defense, I think he's going to be a Swiss Army knight. So mm-hmm. expect him to be in that conversation because I think he's going to be so important to their defense, man, because, um, like I said, you're, gonna, you're dealing with a lot, man. I wouldn't even be surprised mm-hmm. to have him if they played against the Ravens to be a spy on Lamar Jackson because he's that good. He's that smart. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, they spy him with Minka Fitzpatrick just because Minka's that good, man. So, but like I said, if we throw out the lead blockers, he ain't beating that though. <laughs> so, that's, so that's your AFC defensive player of the year? Yeah. If I had to pick oh, one so from either conference. If I had to go, if I had to go AFC, I'd say Chris Jones okay. from the Chiefs. No, no, I like that too, man. He's good, man. He's a good defensive tackle. And if I and if I had to go NFC, I'd probably uh NFC offensive player, I'd probably say Jalen Hurts too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, offensive offensive player of the year, like it's like the second award for MVP. Usually mm-hmm. like you wanna just give it to the MVP if there's an offensive player, because it's easier to do. But with so much offense, man, you can't just ignore a guy, you know, like Nick Chubb or a guy like Jalen Hurts doing anything. You can't really mm-hmm. ignore him. So you got to give him something. You know, if he's not mm-hmm. the most valuable player, he's got to be offensive player or defensive player if he's not the, you know, number one. So, so yeah, but that was, that was a good, that was definitely a good one. That was good with Nick Chubb, man. But uh, now let's get into some rookies, man. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, cool. We ain't got to go into conferences, man. But uh, but like I said, just one of those players that, that's going to make a splash in year one. Like, who are you thinking? I'm going C.J. Stroud. Mm, okay. I think C.J. is going to play the best out of all four of those quarterbacks. 
I, I'm just I think D'Amico Ryan's gonna try his best to really simplify things for him and just let him sling it. They've got good running backs they can hand the ball off to. They've got good running backs that they can throw the ball to. They've made additions in the receiving court. They've got Dalton Schultz as a safety net. I think Houston, we already had the discussion, but I, I think I think Bryce is going to have a good year. But I don't know, dude. I, like I said before, CJ's the most pro-ready guy. I think he's going to really show out this year for sure. Okay. No, no, no. I like that. I like that a lot, man. I did not I didn't think he was going to go there. I didn't think so. Um, well, who you thought I was going to go with? Um, I thought you were going to go with uh, – I thought you go with Bryce, honestly. I thought you go with Bryce. I thought you were going to go with Bryce just because, man, he's obviously the first pick. And if usually mm-hmm. how this award goes is if the number one pick kind of balls out, then usually it goes to that guy. You know, it, yeah, like typically it goes that way. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I, I like I like CJ Stroud. I just thought he would they're gonna struggle because I don't know how good that team is. But like I said, one thing, new coach, new quarterback, new culture, new culture. So anything's possible, man. Anything. Like nobody thought the the, the Patriots was gonna be good like that. Nobody. But as soon as Bill Belichick came there, he changed that whole culture real quick, did it? So very true. So like I said, man, anything can happen, man. But if I had to pick one off as rookie of the year, man, it's gonna be a uh, AR fifteen, man. Um, Anthony Richardson. I wanted to pull the trigger on that. It's just kind of. I'll do it for you, man. I just think, I just think you're gonna throw him out there, man. Like I said, you want him to play and be able to make some decisions, right? So you're going to teach him the game. But I feel like they're in a place where we just got a we got we got a, a Mike Vick esque player. Like we have somebody that is a excellent runner. Let's let him play. Obviously, we want to keep him out of harm's way. But we're mm-hmm. we're in a division where we can actually compete. We have some players, so we need to just let him do him, right? We're going to teach him how to be a better quarterback, but you can't really teach him to be a better football player because he's already mm-hmm. that good. Let's just teach him how to play quarterback better, and let's see where we can go because they got some some um, they got some players, man. And I think the fact that he's he. Uh, of the of the rookie quarterbacks, he's surrounded with the most talent. If I'm being mm-hmm. honest, yeah, so, I would agree. So when I think about rookie of the year, usually the best rookie is surrounded by some good players. So I think he has the best path to rookie of the year, and I think they're gonna just let him play, man. I think as they've been mid mid all this time since after Andrew Luck. After Peyton Manning, they've been mid. They haven't been bad. Like, I think this part they've had good teams that just could never get over the hump. Exactly, They're always missing something. And I mm-hmm. think now you got something that you ain't gonna miss on AR fifteen, man. I think he well, not AR fifteen, but uh, <laughs> Anthony Richardson six because that's mm-hmm. his number. I think this year. So, uh, but I think uh, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be my rookie of the year on offense, man. I just have really good, exciting. I can't offense. argue with that. Yeah. So let me get defensive rookie of the year, man. This is going to be tough, man. I'm interested. So, to see. so I think there's a favorite. 
but I think there's one guy that was a projected top 10 pick that didn't go top 10 that nobody's talking about. I think the favorite's Will Anderson. I think he's going to thrive in a D'Amico Ryan's ran defense. I think he's mad athletic. I think he's a playmaker. I think he's going to – obviously, all rookies are going to have growing pains, but I just think all the talent is there, all the potential is there. But my sleeper is Christian Gonzalez with the Patriots out of Oregon. Mm, okay. I've heard in a that. Bill that in a Bill Belichick defense, he's always good at drafting and developing really good corners. I mean, mm. how many times have we groomed and developed corners and they end up leaving? A, AKA JC Jackson, AKA guys like that. I, I think he's the best corner out of the draft. I think he's better than Devin Witherspoon. And I think he's going to really show out. Okay, speaking of developing, man, it's not a rookie that Belichick uh, developed, but what about Stephon Gilmore? Like, him developing with the Patriots saved his career. because He, he was, was good in Buffalo. Yeah, he was okay in Buffalo. Like, I not, think he got a football or two with Buffalo, but then he stepped it up to a different level when he – Exactly, that's my point. He was okay, but not top mm-hmm. ten pick. Okay, you feel me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a difference between like the picks in my eyes. If you're mm-hmm. top ten, there's they're drafting you to be a difference maker, right? To be a guy. Yeah. Afterwards, you start getting to the 15, 20, 30. Those are playoff teams, so you are drafted as a piece. But when you're mm-hmm. a top 10 pick, you are drafted to be a centerpiece or a difference maker in year mm-hmm. one or two. They might give you year three, but in year one or two, you got to show me something because mm-hmm. that's when you start going downhill. Now, he did do some things, but the next level is when he was with the Patriots and he got defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. Like, that was that was the peak for him. Like, I was like, that's mm-hmm. the guy that's, that they picked in Buffalo. That's who they thought they were getting. And sometimes a change of scenery, obviously, I think they change coaches a few times. Mm-hmm. So you don't really get a chance to stick. You never get the full potential. Yeah, you don't get to stick your feet in a real situation. But I think Belichick knew exactly what he was getting, man, because, man, he took it to a whole other level. So shout out to Bill Belichick for his development of defense players because mm-hmm. that's fire. I like that a lot. But my defensive rookie of the year is really not going to be surprising. But Jalen Carter for the Philadelphia Eagles, that's my guy, man. I like him a lot because he's he's surrounded by some animals on defense, man. Some real life, like some real life animals, man. And a lot of the Georgia guys, man. Look, dude, they love Georgia. Oh my God, dog! Like. There's so many good players, man. But him and uh gosh, the dude they got last year. Oh my god, big dude. Oh man. Yeah, I forget his name. I see his face. Now he's gonna be playing a lot more because they lost a yeah. few guys. Yeah. I know he's talking about it'll come to me later, but yeah, he's he's a big freaking man, dude. So Jalen Carter, obviously, people say he has some character issues. But I'm not really looking at that. I'm looking at on the football field because if you can't do it there, it won't matter, right? But I think he's going to have so much. that That's a dude that I'm excited to see. And you can tell in my voice I'm excited about Jalen Carter, man, because he's going to dominate 
because they got so many good players, man. You can't double team everybody. So he, I think he can win most of his one-on-one matchups and really wreak havoc, man. And um, like I said, man, that defensive line really failed them in that Super Bowl. So I think uh, that's an addition that they need, man. Like when I, I'm not gonna put too much pressure on them, but this is a. Um, remember when we discussed the NFC's uh, best defensive players, and one of my honorable mentions was Jerome Brown, right? This mm-hmm. is a Jerome Brown type of addition, man, because you already got. I want to say Fletcher Cox is still there, um, mm-hmm. and you already have some other guys like uh, the guy we mentioned that we can't figure out his name right now. And then he's Dude, there. Their secondary is good too. They still got Darius Slay too. Exactly. So they got some good players all across the board. So why not throw in one of the best defensive players in college football last season? So over actually the last three years, because he started as he a was number one pick before all that stuff came in. Yeah, exactly. So like y'all talk, y'all let this character stuff kind of kind of bother y'all, but. They missed out on him. They gonna be He's good on Philly's gonna take advantage of that. Yeah. So when we get into so when we get into our Super Bowl prediction, don't don't think I'm forgetting. <laughs> I, I think I think we literally could could have a nice little uh, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But uh, but since we we got it, uh, defense player of the year, rookies, all of that awards, I think it was pretty cool, man. So um let's see uh one more one more um segment about this uh, awards man not really an award but a breakout player man let let me hear a breakout player just anybody anybody off to the top of the dome like I didn't write no notes but like I said anybody you think Brian Brzee from New Orleans mm, dude I didn't know y'all got him oh man. I like him a lot, man. Gosh, he's a beast too, man. He's a big dude, but he ain't slow either. Like, he was wreaking havoc. In I that think tackle. he's gonna excel on that defensive line. I think getting I to work too. with some of them other guys they've got, man. I think Dennis Allen's gonna get a lot out of him, especially as a rookie. I'm telling you, like I, I think he's got a really cool skill set, and he probably shouldn't have fell that far to New Orleans in the draft. To be completely honest with you. I think I think a lot of him falling just had to do with because uh, like, Miles Murphy got taken before him too. He fell damn yeah. near almost at the end of the first round. Yeah, I, I just think a lot of I think a lot of him falling because I didn't think I forgot he even went that low. I thought he was picked a lot higher, but uh, but I think a lot of him falling had to do with Clemson struggling. And not really yeah, him, not really being there. But really, what's a struggle when you win your conference, though? Like, I don't really, I don't get that type of scouting. But like I said, man, they got a good one. That's like one of we one of the divisions we discussed is going to be tight. So you never know, a player here, a player there. But like I said, if he is as good on that defense as you think he's going to be. Man, they 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 might just win that division outright. I don't and think it's gonna be that close. If I don't say him, I can say one more guy on that defense that might stand. That's Alante Taylor corner. I think he was like Ooh, sleeper good right? last year. Tennessee hmm? went to Tennessee, right? 
If um, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I, you could, we could be wrong, but, dude, he showed a lot of promise last year. Brzee's kind of like a, a swing for the fences pick, but I think Alante Taylor is going to show out, especially being on the other side of guys like Marshawn Lattimore and so on. Okay, yeah, yeah, man. Like I said, I thought um, when you guys, I thought you guys had found a great duo when y'all had um, Lattimore and Eli Apple. Now, dude, he's freaking trash. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Before <laughs> we realized he was trash, I thought that was. I was sold on him with the Giants. I was not sold on him. Okay, because mm-hmm. he had those character issues. Right. No, he, I just feel like he was getting burned in New York, too. And they paid him that money. He was getting burned worse than New Orleans. And then he goes to Cincinnati, and it's like, well, I can't cover, but I can get in your head because I'm just going to talk buku smack and just like just try to mess with you. But then two plays later, you're getting burned for 50 yards. It's like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I, I just – I thought I thought that would have been cool, man. Mm. I thought that they was going to be – Eli like, Apple is yeah. as good of a fit. Eli Apple is as good of a fit on a Saints defense than Brandon Browner was when he went to the Saints. And that's pretty bad. Ooh, you say Brandon <laughs> Browner, didn't you? <laughs> that wasn't good. He was out Mm-mm. there. He was, he was looking bad, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was bad. I'm sorry, man. He was not. He was actually a part of the Legion of Boom at one point, but – more boom when when you say boom, he's more of hey, I'm gonna yank you and get yellow flags all freaking day. <laughs> right. I remember he was he's ready to fight people. <laughs> oh dude, he, I loved his body frame. Like I loved he was like big and freaking long and like tall, but man, he just was he was too, nah. too handsy for me. He's way too mm-hmm. handsy for me. Because he couldn't cover, so he had to get his hands on you. And he puts hands on you too much, they're going to throw a flag every time. Exactly, exactly. So, a uh, breakout guy for me this season would be – I'm actually going to go rook defensive rookie of the year last year. I'm going to go Sauce Garner. I think Sauce Garner is a – there's another level to his game. Like last he's, year, he was. Last year, he was good. He was. He's. Awesome. He's but, top three, bro. But already, I think he's already damn near in that conversation. Like he's. But he think, he shows glimpses of the. De- I see Deion Sanders when I see him. I just he's built different. I think my that's my breakout dude. I think he's he's going to submit his claim to the number one corner spot, man. And I think with the addition of Aaron Rodgers kind of stabilizing offensive play, mm-hmm. defensively, they don't have to do as much because they know mm-hmm. they got a made man at quarterback that can play. Right? Not just up here for Aaron Rodgers mentally if he's there, but football-wise, he can spin the ball. You get the stability. Even if he doesn't play that good, you still get stability on offense. That means defense gets to play looser, and they don't have to feel like they're as much under pressure. Exactly, exactly. So he's my breakout guy because he's, like I said, he's already, and if you want to say top 10, you can say top 10, but I personally think he's top five in corners because he's that good. He's just got He's up there, dude. He's yeah, just he's got he's a, good out. 
he's got the skills, man, but he's got some charisma to him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I said Deion Sanders ask. Yeah, like there's a charisma that you have to play to like be a corner. Like you can be real good and not talk to nobody, but like I don't see I don't see a corner without confidence, man. You literally out there by yourself more times than not. So you gotta have some confidence, gotta have some flair because they testing you all game you know what i'm saying and if you it you should feel some kind of way if they keep throwing to your side and you keep picking it off <laughs> like you should be you should feel kind of good about that so i think mm-hmm. he's a breakout star man i think he's he's already in star category but i think this year under the circumstances that the jets have he can go into superstar all right so i love mm-hmm. Lisa patrick certain I think he's mm-hmm. in the top 10 as far as uh, young corners out here. I love A.J. Terrell in Atlanta. I like him, too, being a younger guy. But I just think Sauce got the sauce, man. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my that's that's my breakout, dude, man. So like I said, man, great segment. Great, great. We're going to Super Bowl next? Uh, Yeah, we go Super Bowl, man. Let's see what you got. Okay, uh, NFC, I think the favorite's got to be Philly, mm-hmm. but I think Philly's top to bottom. Damn, they're as good as this team. But if this team has the quarterback that they need the entire year and he can take a step on what he did last year, I think they have a serious claim to come out of the NFC, and that's the 49ers. Mm. The 49ers, have, they are stacked. Their defense is elite. They have weapons on offense. They have damn near probably almost the best offensive line in football. If Brock Purdy is healthy and he plays like he did last year and he starts to make stride in his sophomore season here in the NFL, I I don't think it's a hot take to think that the 49ers could knock Philly out and go to the Super Bowl. But if I'm going to go off of, let's just say, if he struggles or if he has injury issues, I think Philly's obviously the favorite. I don't see – I'm high on other teams in the NFC. I don't see Detroit beating Philly. Nope. They just don't have the firepower. I think they're damn good. They don't have the firepower. Uh, Seattle's got a good team. I don't see them competing with the Eagles. If we uh, let's see if we go to the South, the Saints have a really good team. I don't see them competing with Philly. No. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, the NFC is either going to run through Philadelphia or San Francisco. Yeah. Like I said, if Brock Purdy plays up to his potential and he continues to build on what he had last year he's healthy i think i think san francisco's damn they're almost the favorite but if i'm just going off of what i see right now philadelphia's the favorite come out the nfc i've got the eagles and out of the afc i've got cincinnati knocking out buffalo and kansas city to go back to the super bowl for the second time in three years oh okay that is that that one is that oh man that that's Wow, I think Cincinnati. I could, I could, I could realistically see Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP. Like you said, I could realistically see that happening. And just maybe, just not having the best run in the playoffs. Maybe he plays really well, but they just don't win. Okay, I I can respect that. I can respect that. All right, so for me, it was it was tough, man, to pick the AFC. It was tough. Because yeah, because there's a like four different teams that could make it. Yeah, that was tough, man. But 
really, I really want to go with this team because I think offensively they're gonna be good. If you pick the Bills, I swear. No, I'm not even going there. Okay, good. No, no I'm not going there. I don't want picking the Bills. They do, man. They got went to four Super Bowls in a row. I'm not picking them to do anything. And it talks about Super Bowls, man. I'm not. I'm not doing that. How you go to four? You know, and Cam, all you know, Cam, I really, you know, Cam, I really enjoyed doing this with you, and I just started enjoying doing this with you so much more because that was that was that was really funny. I, I can. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. When it comes to Super Bowls, I've never picked the Bills. I, if I was a betting person, I would never bet on the Bills. I would bet on the <laughs> other team because, like, what <laughs> what am I betting on y'all for? Y'all have four chances in a row to do that, and you could do it. Come on, man. And and look. And, and it's not even that you went to four in a row. The closest one was the first one you went to. <laughs> the last three. And the then you had three. Jim Kelly. You had Jim Kelly. You had weapons. Your defense was freaking amazing. The last Their defense two. Is probably better than the defense they have now. The last two were absolutely, they were done. They were <laughs> it was a splattering. They got killed in the Super Bowl, man. Like, and then what, what really messed me up about the Bills, I know we're getting off topic here, but the fact that you had two cracks at the Cowboys with literally the same team on both sides and you couldn't figure it out. Much love to Bills Mafia, bro. I love Bills Mafia, bro, but... uh, I'm sorry, bro. I, I just... <laughs> I and know. I like Josh Allen as a player, bro, but I I just cannot pick Buffalo to make it into the Super Bowl before Kansas City or the uh, Bengals. There's just no way because they have hype every year and and they subtly just always lose in the playoffs. And then we just don't talk about it for some right. reason. It's weird. And then obviously you lose four Super Bowls in a row. You're not making a really good case for yourself. No disrespect, Bills Mafia. Don't hate oh, me, man. please. Don't Don't unsubscribe. I'm just being honest. Man, all all disrespect. How you do that? <laughs> How you do that? I'm I'm disrespectful. Yeah. I'ma be disrespectful to all Bills Mafia. Okay, if you mad, <laughs> I don't want you to unsubscribe. But if you do, I'm still mad. Explain that to me. How? <laughs> oh, that could be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> explain that to me. Somebody get in the comment box explaining me how you both Super Bowls. And the first one is the closest one out of all of them. I got to know that. I'm sorry, man. Offensively, I was too good. Can't have it. But I digress from my, my Bills rant. You got a little excited. This. It's your fault. You <laughs> had to say it. You had to say it. You set me off with that one. But oh, um, that was good. Uh I, I think my, my, my pick for the for the Super Bowl. Uh if everything goes right, this is this is how I'm basing this off of. If everything goes right, and we across the board, and we check all the numbers. Miami, that's my pick out of the AFC. Oh man! Everything Dude, goes. Let me smoothly. tell you. Man, in every yeah, there's just a lot of questions, man. I mean, I understand, but I'm looking at this as in everything's perfect, everything's good. Now, if I'm adding injuries, obviously they don't get there. If I'm adding coaching change or all of that weather, but I'm just saying. Oh, man, that's making my nerves bad. I'm, I'm just saying if they Dude. if they get to the Super Bowl, like, 
Everything's cool. Offensively, nobody's touching them. Yeah, I, I would agree, man. But that's a hell of a damn. That's a hell of a damn road you got to go through. I understand, yeah. but I picked their offense over Cincinnati. I picked their offense over um, the Bills. I picked their offense over Patrick Mahomes, man, because you can't cover Tyreek Hill one on one. That's a touchdown. You can't cover uh, Jalen Waddle one on one. That's a touchdown. You can't so cover. Gonna cover one of each. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to pick one. Then let's say we running four wide, and I want to run a five wide. I'm gonna put a chain out there. What you gonna do with him one on one? He faster than your linebacker. He bigger than your safety. And he just gonna juke your lineman if you try to put him out there. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I just think offensively they have speed galore, and I just don't know what you do. I just don't think for one thing that they can anybody can guard them if they are across the board healthy this season. Man, offensively they gonna set some numbers this year. Like I said, I just mm -hmm. hope Tua can be healthy. Because they got a good chance to really run through the AFC, man, talking about offense. Now, NFC is where their Super Bowl run ends because ain't nobody touching Philly, man. Like, you know how close Philly was to winning that Super Bowl, man? All they had to do was just score another touchdown. That game was over with. That was it. All they had to do was score another touchdown in my eyes. So I think they hungry. Jalen Hurts got paid. The team is good on defense. They about to be nasty up front. They're going to get some teams. They're going to hold some teams under 100 yards rushing, which doesn't seem like a, a big thing in today's game. But, oh, but it's a big deal. I'm, I'm just saying it, it may not be because everything's so pass, pass, pass. So nobody really cares. But if you can make a, a team one dimensional because they can't run on you, man. They defense up front gonna be sick, man. And like I said, I don't know if they have um Barnett at defensive end, but if they still have him, that's gonna be awesome. Awesome up front for them. So I got Miami and I got uh Philly, but I got Philly winning because unlike uh other people, defense does win championships, man. And if they can't run the ball, two are gonna get hit all night. And that's mm -hmm. not good. So I've got I've got two things. So one has to do with what you've picked, and the other one has to do with what I picked. Uh so you don't think the 49ers have a shot at knocking the Eagles off at all with that defense as elite as they are. Because mm. you gotta understand they and they've got a guy, they signed in free agency. That is on my top five of all season all season moves, man. That linebacking core, that defensive line, that secondary is solid. I would give the 49ers a chance to go to the Super Bowl as long as they get home field advantage. Yeah, if they get they, to play in San Francisco. If yeah. they play in San Francisco at that time of the year, cool. Because you ain't really yeah, got to play in the snow or something. But if yeah, you I playing agree. in Philly, 
Man, them fans gonna be in your face all game. You ain't winning nothing in Philly in the winter time, bro. <laughs> crazy, not with that team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that team is absolutely crazy on defense, man. Like no. you, know, you gonna see what I see on defense. I see one. I see them number one in defense this year, man. If this they is, not top five, I'd be surprised. Now this is my thing. If the Super Bowl goes the way I go, if Cincinnati makes it. That means they protected Joe Burrow really good. And with the fact that they had another good offensive line signing, both the 49ers and the Eagles have a really good defensive front. But I don't think if Cincinnati makes it again, I don't think what happened the last time with them getting pressure on him against the Rams, I don't see that happening again. Because if you think back to that Super Bowl, that's what did them in. Because Cincinnati was on a drive. About to put a money drive together, go down the field and score and win the game. But that offensive line was crumbling. He was getting hit. He was getting rushed. And what ended up costing them the game on that fourth down is they got pressure on him. They've got a really good defensive front. But I think in a game that of that magnitude, I don't think you're getting pressure on Joe Burrow like that. I don't think you're hitting him every other play like that. And I think Cincinnati still got a decent defense, maybe not to the same caliber. But if you're playing against them in the Super Bowl and it's going to come down to quarterback play, I think he's clutching and both of those guys combined. I just don't see one of those quarterbacks outdueling him in a situation like that. I just don't. And I love Jalen Hurts, but he ain't got to let Joey be, bro. Okay, so, all right. So, the Bengals is your team in the AFC, right? So they get in no, there. I'm not gonna say they're my team. I just no. Oh yeah, no, the one I mean, time. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Your, your Super Bowl team, Super Bowl team, yeah. Super Bowl team. So if they're your pick to go to Super Bowl team, I'm looking at it like this. So you got Joe Burrow, and you got Jalen Hurts, right? So my thing is the key factor to Philly winning if they get in there is DeAndre Swift. Because if I remember right in that Super Bowl last year, the running backs couldn't pick up no yards for real against the Chiefs defense, which let them key in on uh, Jalen Hurts, right? So if I'm thinking about the Bengals winning, they gotta they gotta defend the run again. They have you have to yeah. stop you have to stop their running game because if um if Swift get off, because I think he's underrated, one of the most underrated uh, offseason moves of the, of the year. So I think he has to go. So I'm looking at it like this. Yeah, Joe Burrow can pass the ball, but he's only on one side of the ball. They got to yeah. stop somebody. And if they don't stop the run, you're going to get run pass option with Swift, who's really quick. And then you got uh, Hurts mm-hmm. back there with his run option ability. And then I think they have another guy back there, too. So they run by running back by committee. So if everybody hitting, man, I just think Philly is that. Philly just got a good chance to do something special this year. So I'm not saying. If they, contain, if they contain the run, what do you think happens? If they contain the run, shoot, they might win that Super Bowl by 40. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have said that, but damn, okay. <laughs> man, look, I'm sorry, man. Look, I know it's outlandish and it sounds crazy, but when you think about it, Jalen Hurts has to take another step passing. And if they yeah. get behind, if they get behind by more than 20, that becomes a different game. So now you have to focus on Jalen Hurts passing, right? 
And that's and not how do a quarterback like that. Yeah, I'll do him. Joe Joe Burrow? No, not with that because you don't. Yeah, you have Devontae Smith and you have AJ you got Brown. weapons. You have mm-hmm. weapons, but can Jalen Hurts deliver the ball to them where they can make some moves? You know what I'm saying is not just throwing them the ball where they can catch it. Mm-hmm. They got to make yeah. some moves, make some people miss. Yeah, you, you got to get home. separation and get to the second level. Exactly. So. My level of confidence in Jalen Hurts is not passing the ball. It's what he can bring yeah. running the ball. It's what he can do with his legs and extend plays. Which and extend the plays, which opens up Devontae Smith downfield. And I don't think there's a better player when it comes to running through secondaries, open field, and catching the ball. Nobody's like that. Like I said, mm-hmm. but they like I said, not saying that they don't have weapons, but if they can't run the ball, which is kind of the heart of their team. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be an ugly Super Bowl because you're not gonna be able to stop him because Joe Burrow is that good passing the ball and those receivers along with Mixon, who can be a really good uh, receiving back, just makes it very hard for you to do anything. And that Super Bowl will get ugly real quick if they don't be able to run the ball. They have to establish that. You have to come out early. If you don't early. score early, like if you come out flat against a team like that, they're gonna both they're gonna blow you out the water. Exactly. And that's not so, saying Philly would do that. I think Philly's loaded. I could see them not coming out flat at all because obviously they've yeah. been there before. They've got the experience. That's why I think that'll be such a good matchup because they've both been there. They both have legit chances to win the game. And it's yeah. just it, you know, unfortunate circumstances happen and they both didn't. But man, yeah, like that would be a good Super Bowl because either way, if the Eagles get off with a run pass option, right, and they get off with that, they could beat the Bengals by 40 because it could get nasty. Because you're not gonna be able to catch up with them because if they running the ball and passing on you at the same time, you're not gonna know how much time you're going to have, man. So if you mm-hmm. and if they're settling for field goals, that changes things too, because I don't know who their field goal kicker is, but McPherson is hard. I like him. McPherson's that dude, bro. He's got ice in his I, veins, bro. I like him. So if it came down to field goals, I'm going with, with McPherson's the dude, bro. So I'm just like, look, man, either way, either way, it could go. It could be a blowout for either team. Or it could be one of the best Super Bowls of all time, man. But it definitely centers around yeah. um, Philly's ability to run the ball and Cincinnati's ability to stop the run. That's mm-hmm. that's. And so that's I've got Cincy winning, and you've got the Eagles winning. Oh yeah, I got the Eagles winning. Okay. <laughs> I might have picked okay. Miami to get there, but that's as far as they gonna get. <laughs> Eagles ain't playing, bro. <laughs> cool deal. That's interesting. Cool deal. All right. So, all right. So now we get into our the best segment of the show. Uh, it's the top five segment, man. Um, like I said, this one is gonna be this one's gonna be good, man, because so many moves in the offseason, man. But we're gonna go top five offseason moves that'll have mm-hmm. the biggest impact this season. So mm-hmm. top five offseason moves. Can be anything, a trade, a signing, um, not trading the guy, not drafting the guy. But sometimes that's a big move too. Staying put. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like I said, man, we'll see. So, 
Uh, you want to start? I'll start. It don't matter. I'll start. All right, cool. So, obviously, we got top five. I've got three honorable mentions, but I'm going to transition my honorable mentions to my top five, so it's going to be worse from first regardless. So, I've got three honorable mentions. My first honorable mention is going to be Derek Carr with the Saints. I think it's a good fit. Obviously, there's just a lot of question marks. We just don't know if the turnovers are going to be an issue. Uh, obviously, you have a good defensive supporting cast. But now that you have a defense and you still have weapons to throw to, are you going to be able to get it done? In a division, like that we said before, is pretty wide open. Could almost go for anybody besides Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's not winning. Ha, ha, ha. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I've got Derek Carr. Uh, another underrated offseason move I've got an honorable mention is uh, Mike Gusecki to New England. I think you pairing him with Hunter Henry and them guys with Mac Jones, and now he's got stability. With Bill O'Brien running the plays, I think that's going to be a really reliable safety net to be able to throw the ball to. I think it's going to help him become comfortable. I think it's going to help that offense move smoothly, and I think it's going to really help them score points in a bigger hurry, especially having another uh, another red zone target like that to throw it to for sure. Uh, in my last honorable mention, a lot of – what you got? One, one question, one question. Um, so not to bring up – off the field issues, but do you think yeah. that that Hunter Henry and uh Gusecki could be the next coming of Gronk and Hernandez? Man, from a talent standpoint, I don't know if either one of them compares to Gronk from like an athletic perspective, but just for, as being red zone threats, being reliable, having really good hands, it's possible. Hunter Henry's very underrated. I thought he did pretty damn good for the Patriots last year. And Mike Gusecki is one of the most underrated tight ends ever. He is just a baller that nobody talks about. Like him being with that Miami offense, nobody talks about him. He helped. He was like a glue guy for that offense. And now you're bringing him to New England for a quarterback who showed a lot of promise in year one, uh, dealt with a lot of adversity and a lot of dysphoria last year. Now you have an established offensive mind running plays. Your quarterback's going to be more comfortable. Dude, that could be deadly in a in a division where you never – no, you could see New England sneak in there with eight or nine wins. You really never know. But I think he's a really good fit that nobody else is talking about for sure. That's that's my reason for not giving Miami a chance in the Super Bowl because you need a tight end, man. If you had Gusecki with the rest of them dudes, who's yeah. going to guard him? <laughs> mm -hmm. So him leaving, going to New England, that was that was that was nasty. Just couldn't let him go. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. And I got one more honorable mention. I'm gonna piss a lot of people off, but I don't care because uh, I think this guy is. I mean, like this other guy, he's kind of a prima donna. I, I don't think he's gonna have as high as a year as everybody thinks he is, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, call me Aaron Rodgers hater. I don't care. I don't think this transaction is going to be as smooth as everybody thinks it is, but it is a really good move from the standpoint that now you're not in question of who your quarterback is. You bring stability to the locker room. You bring leadership. You bring playoff and Super Bowl experience. You add a piece that even if Aaron Rodgers plays like Peyton Manning did his last year in Denver, you could still go on a run because your defense is that good. You have a pretty decent offensive line, and you have offensive weapons. I mean, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, 
Corey Davis, like Brees Hall. They've got guys all over the field. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a pretty decent year. I just think there's a lot of these other good moves, man, that nobody's talking about that I think just cabin out outweigh them. Oh, that, nah, that's cool. That's cool. All right, I like that. Like that. All right. So let's get into this. So at number five, I've got Cincinnati acquiring Orlando Brown from the Chiefs. Okay. The free agency. I think that was a hell of a move. I think he was damn near almost one of the best offensive linemen prospects in free agency this offseason. And that helps them seal up protection for the quarterback if they're going to go on a Super Bowl run. I think he's so good. I can't believe the Chiefs let him go. I know he was asking for a lot of money, and I guess the Chiefs just did not want to give him that money. But, man, to let him slide to a team that's like a direct contender on knocking you off, I'm telling you, that that's a very underrated move that could really come back to bite them in the ass. Okay. At number four, I've got the, I've got the Falcons picking up Jesse Bates from Cincinnati and free agency. Mm. Atlanta, we talked about this a few episodes ago, man. Atlanta made some really good moves in free agency. I cannot stand the Falcons, but, man, Jesse Bates is a ball hawk. He is a captain on defense. He is the kind of guy you want back there with A.J. Terrell and all them other guys running that defense. He is awesome. He was looking to get paid, and I guess Cincinnati and him just couldn't come to an agreement. But, man, Jesse Bates is, Which is one, probably one of the better That's safeties, crazy. one of the most underrated safeties in the game right now. I think he's going to bring a lot of stability to that defense. I think he's going to make a major impact right away with them for sure. I've got him at number four. Okay. At number three, I've got Miami trading for Jalen Ramsey. Mm, okay. I just think, man, Miami's secondary is damn near athletic to none. I mean, dude, they've got so many pieces on that defense, and now you're going to lock up a future Hall of Fame corner who's a perennial pro bowler, former all-pro. He's got a Super Bowl ring under his belt. He's got a lot of playoff experience, and he's a lockdown corner for the most part, man. Still really athletic, still a really good player. I think he uh, really helps that defense out. And if they're going to go on a run, I think he's definitely going to be a key contributor to them playing really well. Okay. All right. I like that. I like Ramsey a lot, man. That, ooh, man. I'm saying that's a difference. That's a difference maker. At number two, I've got the 49ers picking up Javon Hargrave. I think you already were stacked and loaded. Now you done added another powerful presence to that defensive presence on that line. Dude, they are so good at getting pressure up front. They are so good at disrupting the offensive line. Now you add another guy to bring pressure to the quarterback. Man, I'm telling you, the 49ers defense is scary. They are athletic. They are deep. They are talented. We've already talked about, obviously, the 49ers have weapons on offense. That defense is top three. You can quote me saying they're going to be a top three unit in 2023-2024. Javon Hargrave helps seal that defense. 49ers are a real force in the NFC for sure. Yeah. No, but my best fit, dude, probably the steel, damn near highway robbery is Chicago trading and getting DJ Moore from Carolina. Dude, look, Justin Fields took huge leaps in year two, man. His ability to run with the ball. He's still got so much to prove, but man, you've got weapons. You've got Chase Claypool. You've got DJ Moore. You've got a good run game. 
you're obviously trying to build up that defense. Dude, this was a match made in heaven for Justin Fields. Now you have a true number one to throw the ball to. You don't have to rely on running the ball as much because you have a guy that can go out and catch damn near almost anything you're going to throw his way. Uh, we both talked about how we'd like Chicago in the north to maybe surprise a few people, maybe yeah. go on a little, maybe squeak in the playoffs. We don't know. But, yeah. man, DJ Moore is the main reason for that. And a lot of these other guys make a real impact. But, man, his impact on that offense – and having a reliable number one to throw the ball to, dude. I've got him at number one for the Bears, man. Okay. Nah, man, that was a good list, man. I'm not going to lie. You stole my number one. But I'll change my perspective on it, though, because it's, it's, it is it is my number one, but it's it's the reason behind it. Like, that's what that's what a, we'll differ on. But, uh, man, that was a great that was a great list, man. Especially, I was close to putting Jesse Bates on there. But I was like, man, their team to me depends on who who plays quarterback to me. Like, yeah, I know yeah. they got they got play they man, they got players on defense, but I mean, I don't know how much impact he's gonna have without the quarterback playing real good. Yeah, I think I was just looking at his impact and just what he brings to the table and how he can kind of help corral the defense together with all the new guys they've got. Yeah, I think he's a stud. I agree. I, I like him anyway. He can show, pick the ball off, man. <laughs> he, he can pick it off a lot too. <laughs> if you don't throw it right, he gonna catch it. He's man. coming. Sure. Like, he might mm-hmm. have the best hands of any like defensive back, man, because he catch everything. He's up there, man. He's just always around the ball. Yeah, he's always yeah. there. When the ball's in the air, expect him to be somewhere around. Yeah, like I said, man. If, if he, if people test him, man. He could be a dark horse for defensive player of the year because he had like seven picks last year, something like that, something crazy. Mm-hmm. So imagine if they try to think that Atlanta not that good and they keep throwing it to him. He could easily have 10. Yeah, Desmond Riddle will be getting a lot of chances to score if yeah. that's the case. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but uh, like I said, if I had to pick one, that'll be my honorable mention, uh, Jesse Pace, because I, I like him a lot. But uh, my five uh, is uh, Waller to the uh, Giants. I think yeah. that's that's huge. I think that separates them in the wild card because they're not winning the division. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think my thing with him was just health. That's all. Yeah, man. But you know what? I love his journey. Yeah, I love his journey, man, to sobriety and everything. I love that. Um and I just want to keep going with that because not having to worry about that and just playing ball has got him to be top five in the league and tight end. So um, I think that's a big move. Another weapon for um, Jones to throw to. Obviously, Saquon is the question mark. But I think Saquon should just play this year out and do his thing um and get that money in the offseason because somebody's gonna pay for saquon maybe not for some of these other dudes out here they're gonna pay for him yeah you know especially if he proves his health isn't a problem anymore oh yeah somebody's gonna open that pocket up exactly so yeah it might you know suck but that's all right somebody's gonna pay you that's cool (laughs) because you ain't you ain't gonna turn down saquon bro like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sorry y'all tripping 
Y'all need to sign him and stop being stingy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, number four is Orlando Brown to the Bengals. I like that a lot. Just sure up that offensive line. Protecting Joe Burrow, man, is key to success. Obviously, uh, without it, they got to the Super Bowl. But with it, I think they could actually win it. You never know, right? So uh, number, number three is uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, man. I think uh Robert Sala was obviously a defensive coordinator for the 49ers so mm-hmm. he got some great uh picks on defense man he inherited uh Quentin Williams and he uh got Sauce Gardner so up front and uh and in the back end you're pretty good so um like I said defense would be really good I think to Defense already was playing good to begin with mm-hmm. like I said in, in our uh breakdown of the AFC East uh, their defense was good. It was just Zach Wilson. He was trash, man. I'm sorry. He was not good at all. Mike White. Yeah, he. Yeah, they should have went with him. Uh, <laughs> but now they got a quarterback they can depend on, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I think Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove that people think he's over the hill. And like I said, man, if he could go through the AFC and get to the Super Bowl and win, he's in GOAT right. status. He's more. He's Ready if you can do that. I man, agree. Look, you up there with the goats, man, because now you got two Super Bowls, multiple MVPs, and you just went through the toughest gauntlet in NFL history, the AFC right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's GOAT status right there, man. So uh, but number two for me is Ramsey to Miami. Uh I think that was a very big move, uh, because now you just basically helping uh what is that, Xavier Howard. Now you got another guy mm-hmm. that you can switch to inside corner or outside corner. He can do it all. He's not afraid to get in that box. And I think he's motivated, man, because he got his money. Now he want to win again. I think he got a taste of that Super Bowl. And I think he had a lot to prove with the Rams, but obviously they gave up a lot to get him. And But mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, I think he got a lot to prove, and he just makes that defense that much better. And if their defense plays good, man, you never know. Maybe they win the Super Bowl in Miami. Maybe. I don't you know. know. Anything's possible in the NFL. Once playoffs start, man, anything can happen. Yeah, man, it's one and done after that. So you never know. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact on offense, they're going to be good. And he just makes their defense that much better. So number two. Now, number one we're going to share is uh the Bears are trading, obviously, for the um, – DJ Moore, uh, but I think I look at it like this. So you got the number one pick, right? But I just think not not uh, getting out of that first round pick was big for me mm-hmm. because you are you look at the franchise and in a in a whole nutshell. You've never really had a franchise quarterback. Like mm-hmm. think, think, think about every, never. all of it. As far the as you closest you ever had was Jim McMahon. Really, I mean, and that wasn't even anything. The Bears and Jay Cutler when he was Cutler, good, but that's yeah. it. Yep. So, so for me, this was a franchise altering move. Like it's mm-hmm. bigger than DJ Moore. It's bigger than the defensive players, offensive mm-hmm. players. This this came from the top, like mm-hmm. the Hallis family. This came from them. Look, we need to stabilize our team. And the only way we do that 
is not picking another quarterback because we yeah. missed on Mitchell Trubisky and the rest of the quarterbacks in that draft have absolutely killed it in this league. So we missed yeah. out. So we need to stabilize our team. And that was what put this pick at number one for me. It screamed, this is going to change. And we believe in Justin Fields moving forward because I felt Agreed. like up to the draft, it was so many questions. Oh, will they draft Bryce Young? Will they do Will Levis? Which is don't. But if you if if you think about it, you want to do AR, you know, Anthony Richardson. Uh, I just think you have to look at it like that. Like they literally said no that we're going to stick with him. And I think that's what's going to build the um, the Bears mm -hmm. into probably a division winner either this year or next year because he's going to play with so much confidence because now he knows that not only is the team behind me, the city's behind me, yep. the upper management is behind me too. Mm -hmm. His that, job's not on the line. Yeah, that confidence is – That's the most dangerous thing to have, bro. A quarterback exactly. that doesn't have to especially, worry. Especially with a young quarterback. A young quarterback having confidence is scary because that's how you become – you start creeping into that top ten in the quarterbacks. We start playing with then confidence. he's a dual-threat quarterback. Exactly. So, And he's not a little dude either. He's pretty mm -hmm. put together. So, you know, that's confidence in and of itself, man. So, uh, like I said, I think that that was the biggest move of the thing. Now – we get into what you were talking about, uh, getting DJ Moore for 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 nothing. It honestly seems like so. Uh, Carolina that did them a disservice simply because yeah, they moved up to number one to get Bryce, but look what you had to do to get it. You you give up a good player to get maybe a great player. I don't know, but. You go into the situation looking at it like, hey, we need a quarterback. So why not bring in my guy if you're Frank Wright so I can build him and mold him like I want to. But on the flip side, now you got to get him some weapons, right? So, but like I said, Frank Wright is a quarterback whisperer, being a quarterback mm -hmm. himself in the league. So he knows what he's talking about and he knows what he's doing. But I think the winner of this trade is going to be the Bears, man. Because you mm -hmm. already got a team that was good on defense. Now you got a quarterback that believes, and the team believes in him too. So definitely, there you go. That's the top five for me, man. Uh, that's my top five, man. That number one. That was nice. I mean, I can't – I mean, it doesn't vary a whole lot. I just think we value certain players maybe a little higher than others. But, I mean, I can't argue with your list at all. I mean, it's pretty much damn near almost the same as mine. Uh it's it's tough, man. There's a lot of good moves. There's probably moves that we didn't speak on that people are like, oh, y'all could have talked about this or that. But, I mean, we're trying to look at it from an open perspective. And then, like how we said, the impact that that player makes or, like, the bigger picture, not just, oh, somebody traded for this player. You know what I mean? Like, how does that player fit? Or what does that trade mean for the team as a whole or that unit as a whole? Agreed, man. Like I said, sharing different opinions isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, actually, mm. going to our closing argument segment, uh, sharing different opinion isn't good, isn't bad. Um, but having you know a different list, you value different things, which shows that even if you have the same list, you can still have the same things because maybe you think 
like another person, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. the reasons behind your picks in the in the top five lifts just might vary a little bit, like you said. Mm -hmm. So I agree. Like I said, it was a great segment, man. Like I said, I think my Ravens have a chance to do some really good in this division, man. But I just don't know what else we can do, man. Missing out on um, DeAndre Hopkins seemed like a huge thing. And like I said, man, I want I hate to 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 look at Lamar, but he hasn't had no weapons. And I'll just be honest with you. He hasn't had any. And they know it. Everybody who hates on Lamar knows that too. Uh, but I just don't know, man. I'm fascinated with defense, man. I think we got two of the best linebackers, the best linebacker tandem in the league. I say that. Uh and um Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. I say that because they are built different. They're built for today's NFL, in my opinion, because they're sideline to sideline and they can cover. So um outside runs might not work and inside runs ain't gonna work anyway because we got some dogs up front. But like I said, this is a franchise that's always been good on defense, but mm -hmm. offense has always been our bugaboo, man. So I don't know. We got one of the craziest weapons in NFL history right now. Like we're talking Mike Vick-esque. We're talking um, Barry Sanders. We're talking Moss, T.O. Like weapons like that, that transcend NFL history. Mm -hmm. And we have one in Lamar Jackson, man. He can easily give you 200 passing and 200 rushing if you let him get off like that. So, mm -hmm. like I said, it's just like how much, how, what can we do to help him, man, succeed? And that's like, that's my closing argument. Like, what else can we do? Can we add some people in free agency, maybe to give him some more weapons at receiver uh, with some of the young guys not really working out that we've drafted before? So what can we do? But like I said, that's my argument. I think we got a good team. It just depends on how good Lamar plays, honestly. Yeah, that's true. My thing is going to the season, my biggest thing is, I think when I think current day NFL, I think the quarterback position. And when I think the best quarterbacks in the NFL, I think AFC. I'm sorry, no disrespect to the NFC. There's only a couple of guys. My biggest thing is where is our top? You got to think 18 on. What's your top list going to be of quarterbacks in the AFC after this season's completely done? That's what I'm thinking. Is Patrick Mahomes going to cement himself? Is he going to win league MVP again? Is he going to take Kansas City back to back? Or are we going to see, like we've spoken of before, are we going to see someone cement themselves as number two? Are we going to see Joe Burrow or Josh Allen put their foot in the ground and say, look, Mahomes is here, but we're coming. I'm right here. I'm knocking on the door. You're on a team that's loaded. We're on decent teams, but we want to cement ourselves at this. But not even just that. Let's start getting into some of these other guys like Justin Herbert. and some. I mean, does Russell Wilson have a career resurgence with Denver this year? Does he figure it out and gets rid of all the bad things he had going on last year? Dude, the AFC is loaded with talent. But, man, so much at the quarterback position. It, it's crazy. You just go division by division, man. You go to the AFC North. You've got Joe Burrow. You've got Lamar Jackson. You've got Deshaun Watson. Kenny Pickett could maybe be that guy. You go to the East. Mac Jones could end up being that guy. You've got Tua. You've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got Josh Allen. You go to the South. You've got Anthony Richardson who could be that guy. 
Who's to say Malik Willis or Will Levis could end up being that guy? You, that's a stretch, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> it is a stretch. In Houston, CJ Stroud could be that guy. Trevor Lawrence is already trying to become that guy. You go to the West, you've got Mahomes, you've got Herbert. The Raiders are in a weird situation. We're not going to talk about the Raiders. But you've got Russell Wilson. Man, the quarterback talent in the AFC is so deep. It's insane. So my biggest thing I'm looking for is who, how is this list going to shake up by the end of the year? The Super Bowl, the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl results are really going to change it for me. But man, who's going to, how is this top three or top five going to look? After everything's said and done, once the dust settles, once everything's said and done, once all the games have been played, what are we going to be talking about when we talk about the quarterback position and the AFC or just the NFL as a whole? Who's going to submit themselves and take major leaps? Who's going to put the team on their back and get it done this year? That's my thing that I'm curious to see. Okay. I can definitely, I can definitely uh, see that. I can definitely see what you're saying about these quarterbacks, man. The AFC is very, very good, man. And it's, it's so it's it's like everybody in the AFC got a quarterback now. So it's like any given day, man, like it could be an ugly uh, friend, an ugly uh, conference, man, in terms of everybody beating everybody. And then the best mm-hmm. quarterback win. That's kind of what it is. The best quarterback on that day can really probably decide the Super Bowl, man. Um, mm-hmm. And just it's going to be tough, man, because, like I said, the, the defense, I think defense is going to be huge this season uh, mm-hmm. because there are so many, uh, like I said, going into your, your closing argument with the quarterbacks. So my thing is defense, man, with all these good quarterbacks, man, who going to stop them? Like, I'm a defensive dude, so I like defense. So I'm tired of all these quarterbacks saying this dude good, this dude good. Who going to stop them, man? Like, are they getting they getting all this money, getting all these passing yards, man. I'm sick of seeing 5,000, man. Look, who going to stop them, man? Look, y'all can't hit the people like you used to. So what y'all going to do to get around that? Got to play some good mm-hmm. defense or something. Like you can't everybody score can't be 40 to 20 or 40 mm-hmm. to 30 or something like that. You gotta stop somebody. And who's mm-hmm. gonna have the best defense this year? Like, can you put a defense together with a good offense and really take over the league? Or are we just gonna let quarterbacks just go crazy with it again? So that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna see. Who's gonna stop them, man? Who's gonna say, look, I'm tired of it. We're gonna get after this quarterback, man. I get it. Yeah, there's so many weapons and these quarterbacks are giving getting yards out the out the out the ass. We'll say that. And I'm tired of it. Honestly, I want to see some defense. I want to see some really good defense again. I miss it. And uh that's what I want to see. I want to see some sacks, some tackles in the backfield, some sack dances. I want to see that too. Like I'm tired Maybe of some Ray Lewis dances again. Yeah, man. I'm tired. I want to see some dancing, man. But like I said, man, this is uh, this is the end of the NFL preseason, man. We uh, enjoy all the views, all the subs, all the follows we've gotten on other platforms, man. We really just want to get some good content out there. And like I said, man, we want to get your feedback. Let us know what, what we missed, where we missed, how we can improve, man. But uh, as always, before we get out of here, anything you got to say, bro? Man, we just really want to take the time and just say thank you guys for 
it's been pretty crazy. I mean, obviously people are like, oh, you're only at like a thousand subscribers, but man, you got to think we've only been doing this not even a month, but we've been putting a lot of time, a lot of hours. This guy has been nonstop for the last month or so. So you guys should really show him some love, but uh, do we really appreciate you guys just tuning in? Dude, that means so much. And just the subscribers and all the views, man, it, it's awesome. We just want to say thank you. And, uh, man, just tune in, man. Just like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell notification, like we always say. Once this is all put together, once everything's been uploaded, once everything will be out there, everything will be on a playlist. So you can go and click and start from one and listen while you're working out or listen while you're driving. Whatever you like to do, we've got content for it. And once the season starts, we'll have all kinds of reactions, live streams, all that kind of cool stuff. We'll figure all that out. But for the time being, just get comfortable and just enjoy the ride. I couldn't say it better myself, man. But uh, this is our closing episode of the NFL preseason, man. Like I said, enjoy, and we up out of here.